What's up, everybody? Welcome to the VoxCast. I'm here with another group of Youth United people. We talked about what Youth United was with the last group, so I'll skip that one. But um, I also want to talk about you guys as leaders in your communities and with uh, Youth United. So I want to ask you three, uh, first, your names, and then I want to ask you, um, how can you initiate change in your community? Okay, um, hi, my name is Ricardo, and I feel like the world is so big that starting change is something so easy. You start by, you know, going through your local community. And once you, you know, gain enough following and enough platform, uh, eventually a lot of people will start stalk- talking and spreading, you know, the type of ideas and, you know, I, yeah, just uh, the movements you're trying to create. And through that, it'll help propagate new movements that will help reach the international communities. And Definitely. it's something that's so important because in this big, uh, big world of ours, there's a lot of feudings that happens on the daily and just a whole bunch of policy and e- economic stuff that just corrupts our world and our vision for our country. So I feel like we should just join and unite together as a collective group to help create a better world for future generations to come. Awesome. How about you? Um, hey, uh, my name is Kushi, and I completely agree with Ricardo. And going off of his response, um, I think in order to initiate change, you need to find your passion first. And once you find your passion and like, you know, what you what social issue or educational issue you really want to be an active part um, in the change, you find organizations like Youth United, you know, who share your passion and you work with them um, to make a better community. And, you know, as as Youth United, we obviously we work with the youth and their issues. And as being a part of the youth ourselves, you know, we can. We can self-reflect on our issues and what problems we face in the world today, and we can not only better the community for ourselves, but also other people like us. Awesome, awesome. How about you? Hi, I'm Ellie. Um, I believe we can initiate change by being the voice for the people who have not been heard. I know that no one is voiceless, but some people do not have the platform. So as a white middle-class female, I'm willing to acknowledge that I have a platform and an amount of privilege that is um, that a lot of people would never be able to have. And so acknowledging your privilege and being able to use that to be a voice for the people that, um, that are not getting heard is the way to initiate change. So, um, say that you were in the next governor's shoes, what's one thing that you would change about the state of Georgia? Um, I'll start us off. Honestly, I want, if I were to be governor in the future, I would start by um, improving the security and the lives of our people around us. Um, just driving here to this location, I see uh, the city of Atlanta, and it's honestly so interesting because I'm not around here. And the first thing that I've noticed is that there are a lot of homeless people. And I feel like that's such an, an a egregious situation and something that our governor or me should work on with other people um if i was governor i think one thing that i would focus on is uh, mental awareness or awareness about mental disorders and just spreading positivity um i know in my community and my school i've seen a lot of um people just treat others uh, really, really badly just because of ignorance because they don't know uh, what the person is going through. 
Um, people may seem happy on the outside, but they could be suffering depression and anxiety. And I think that a positive mind is what's at the root of succeeding as in life. So I think as governor, I would try to promote that kind of um, education about, like you know, mental health in schools. Awesome, Ellie. Um, so to echo what Kirsty was saying, I think mental health is something that the future governor of Georgia needs to put on, hopefully her radar. Um, and mental health, along with that, I believe comes gun control, because um, one of my very best friends tried to commit suicide and he got control of a gun. And the sad thing is, is that he had just turned 18, and so it's very difficult for me to come up with any excuse as to why we don't have stricter gun laws Um, and to me that is one of the biggest uh, issues facing Georgia right now as a red state trying to draw a line between what is our constitution telling us and what is our moral values telling us. Awesome. And um, a lot with changes comes discrimination. I actually wrote an article about being racially profiled, um, and it, it happens to a lot of people, not just in Georgia, but everyone, uh, but everywhere. Um, doesn't matter what country, what state, what city you're from, it just happens. So um, can you guys talk about one time that you've um, witnessed discrimination and how we can make changes to stop that? Honestly, me personally, I've never gone through discrimination or have been profiled against, but a lot of what I've seen is through media. And I feel like media in today's world is such an important platform for other people to have because it's a channel that other people can look at in order to learn about what's happening in today's lives and in people's cultures. Um, one example that comes to mind is uh when I was in sixth grade, um, my social studies teacher was talking about this symbol called the swastika, and we were talking about Germany and, um, you know, H- Hitler and the Nazi party, mm-hmm. and she projected that symbol onto the whiteboard, and she said, if you ever see this symbol, just run. Like, it's it's bad, it's horrible, it's disgusting, but I think what she didn't realize is that this symbol also, it's... Um, it's part of Indian culture, mm-hmm. and it's actually a symbol of um, just good, good and positivity. So me and all the other Indians in the class kind of just looked at each other, and we, I mean, I was, I didn't real, I didn't really know what to do at that time. I just, I knew that it, it wasn't right, and I think in order to improve this, uh, just learn about other people's culture, you know. Um, be open to accept other people's traditions and just know about them so that you're not, you know, you're not incorrectly speaking of something that other people really value. Mm -hmm. Um, Since I've already acknowledged my privilege, uh, I have never personally felt discriminated against. But if there's one moment I did, I marched in the Women's March in Washington after Trump's inauguration, Um, And my best friend was supposed to come with me, and she is Muslim, and she wears a hijab. And when she posted on social media that she was going to go, she received threats. Um, And to me, that was devastating, having to go to that march without her and without her by my side. It um, it made me horrified at what people will do. Definitely. Well, 
This has been an amazing conversation with you three. Thank you so much for coming in here and talking about your personal stories as well as the stories of the people that are around you. Um, there's a lot that we can do to make sure that we stop discrimination, make change in our communities, and make sure that we continue to evolve and become better as people, um, not just in the city of Atlanta, but everywhere. So once again, thank you guys, and <laughs> we're out. For more teen-created content, visit VoxATL. VoxATL. VoxATL.com.